Welcome to Annabelle Sparks CEO Podcasts, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the president and CEO of Annabelle Spark. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Joining me today is Dr. Santa J. Ono, the newly appointed 15th president of the University of Michigan. President Ono has been a prominent leader in higher education in the U.S. and Canada, is president of the University of Cincinnati and the University of British Columbia. He's also a leading vision researcher known for his pioneering work in experimental medicine, specifically the areas of the immune system and eye disease. And in addition to his duties as president, Dr. Ono holds a professorship in ophthalmology and visual sciences at the University of Michigan Medical School. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today, President Ono. My pleasure. Well, and welcome to Ann Arbor. So we're just really pleased to welcome you and, and have you participate in this podcast. So let's get started. We got some questions for you that we are really interested to hear your views. So one is U of M's status as one of the top public research universities in the United States in terms of expenditures is a major driver of our economic success in the Ann Arbor region for the past two decades. Technology transfer and corporate research engagement now embodied in your innovation partnerships team have been vital components in creating, growing, and attracting technology-based companies in our region's growth. What, in your experience, is important for our audience to understand about these processes, and what are the ways you've seen that occur in your career? Well, first of all, thank you so much for the question. And as you've said, the very kind introduction, I have you know, been fortunate to to work at other universities such as Johns Hopkins and Harvard University and most recent University of British Columbia in terms of the importance of universities and creating and growing tech-based companies. So thank you so much for that. Um, the first thing I want to say is that collaboration with the private sector is a vital part of our research mission. Research partnerships with companies allow us to ensure that new innovations and technologies created on our campus are translated into new products and services. These corporate research collaborations provide experiential learning opportunities for our students and greatly enrich our ability to maintain world-class research facilities to address the pressing problems that we face as a civilization. As a public university, we have an obligation to ensure that the new technologies and research discoveries created on our campuses are commercialized in ways that positively impact society, and to be frank, those who invest and pay for the very existence of the University of Michigan to improve lives and create economic opportunity. And we're very proud of the contributions that we have made in our history, dating back to, for example, the the first flu vaccine, um, to what's happening today. Currently, we spin out about 15 to 30 startup companies a year based on university research discoveries. Most of these companies stay in the region, creating new jobs and contributing to the diversification of Michigan's economy. In my personal experience, beyond working at the university that I mentioned, I have personal experience in entrepreneurship. As you may know, I helped found a company that still exists today. It was funded by the Vancouver and Toronto Stock Exchanges called Ico Therapeutics. Um, and I was also the lead of Ohio's Biopharmaceutical Task Force, charged by Governor John Kasich, and served on the board of Ohio's Third Frontier uh, program that really invests in 
startup companies and tries to scale them and have them stay in the state of Ohio. Yeah, those are all the tremendous insights into why this is important. And, and we have very much here at Spark uh, amplified that by working with those companies as they come out of the University of Michigan to help them grow to scale here. So moving on, I want to ask you about a little bit, because we've discussed the time when we met. The university under Mary Sue Coleman's presidency was instrumental in founding Hanover Spark and has been active in funding and leading our regional academic, private sector, and local government regional partnership over the last 20 years. And this has really helped nurture our unique combination of direct support for early stage tech companies and traditional economic development that attracts new companies to the region who want to be close to the University of Michigan. You know, in fact, and as I shared with you, the presidents of vice presidents of research in the past, vice president of governmental relations have actually chaired our board. And currently, Kelly Sexton, who's your associate vice president of research and leader of innovation partnerships, is our vice chair. And Chris Kolb, the vice president of government relations, is on our board of directors. I know that you you shared with me you've been involved, and you just mentioned this in terms of the third frontier. You've been involved in these types of initiatives previously in your career. Why is this engagement, in your view, so important for the university? And how have you seen this engagement be impactful in the places you've worked? Well, as I mentioned, this goes back to our very mission as a university to serve the people of Michigan and indeed the world. And that includes our local community here, Ann Arbor. We want to, I want to contribute to the economic vitality of Ann Arbor. And our partnership with Ann Arbor Spark is essential for us to reach that goal. Spark's model, which includes support to startup formation, among other things, is the perfect alignment with our commitment to this region. In terms of engagement, the University of Michigan is clearly a major stakeholder in this community and has been for generations. We're physically located here, and our students and employees live here, work here, and go to school in this community. It benefits us to have a vibrant, economically prosperous region. When we as a university can bring our assets and strength to the table and collaborate with the business community towards mutually beneficial priorities, then that is time well spent. I found this to be the case at each of the universities where I have worked. So Ann Arbor, specifically Southeast Michigan, the state of Michigan, as you've just said, and the nation has benefited from all that the University of Michigan represents. And we're excited here in Ann Arbor in terms of our support for the overall region about the proposed investment in a physical presence in Detroit. What can you share about those plans and what is being envisioned? Well, as you know, uh, this had been referred to as the Detroit Center for Innovation. And it's been, I think, almost two years in the planning. And we're very excited about enhancing this engagement with and commitment to the city of Detroit and its residents through what we now call the University of Michigan Center for Innovation. The programming is being developed as we speak, and it's much more expansive than initially envisioned. We envision that the University of Michigan Center for Innovation will be a state-of-the-art hub of education and innovation that engages the business, entrepreneurial, and residential communities. We've just named an advisory committee to assist in the search for our inaugural director of UMCI. 
and just keep posted. We'll keep informing the, the public of our progress as we move forward. The University of Michigan and Detroit have always had a strong connection, going back to when the university was founded actually in Detroit in 1817. Today, members of the university community are actively involved in several programs, hundreds really, throughout the city, partnering with residents, businesses, neighborhoods, schools, city government, the mayor, and nonprofit organizations. And we are committed to working and learning alongside Detroit residents as it strives to fulfill its mission of serving communities and advancing the public good. Well, it's really exciting news. And, and as there are so many initiatives that we're working on between the city of Detroit, Wayne County, and the surrounding region and Ann Arbor. So this, this leadership role that the university is taking is really, really critical and exciting. Yeah, you know, when we talked earlier, I also shared Spark's long-held view that specifically the Ann Arbor region itself needed a technology park to be developed close to the main campus as a location for our growing companies and a place for national and international companies to locate facilities to take advantage of the university's assets. You know, recently, KLA, Vacher Chemical, and Sartorius have all developed R&D facilities on sites around Ann Arbor, but there are advantages that we've seen in other university towns to have a dedicated science technology park to facilitate the university private sector connectivity. And in fact, I would suspect that if we had such a tech park, all three would have located there. I was hard to hear that you thought investigating this idea was worthy of exploration. Any any thoughts that you would share about that? Well, um, we are, as you said, actively considering how we might build such a presence here in Ann Arbor. And we, we know that many, if not most, top research universities have some form of corporate research district or tech park on or adjacent to their campus. As you know, I worked on that at the University of Cincinnati, where we cobbled together about 44 acres of land to create such an R&D park. Um, and so we'll be working with key stakeholders from industry, as well as the entrepreneurial and economic development communities locally and within the state to understand better the opportunity for creating this kind of resource for Ann Arbor. And we know that having companies and startups in close proximity to our university can lead to stronger research partnerships, create job opportunities for our students, and create the kind of living, learning laboratory atmosphere that Ann Arbor is known for. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you and your team on that idea. And, and it's an exciting possibility. Um, I guess as I'm moving through the final few questions we have for today's podcast, I guess one of the things that I know in my conversations with you is you've been active in promoting economic development in your prior posts. And as already you mentioned, particularly in Ohio, when you were at the University of Cincinnati. Is there any experiences that were very memorable about playing that kind of active role in, in promoting economic development for the, the community that you were serving as president? Well, it was, uh, you know, really a wonderful engagement that I had at the University of Cincinnati. I'll be very proud. I'll always be proud of what we accomplished as an institution there. But we couldn't have accomplished any of it without partnerships. I can tell you, if you don't know much about Cincinnati, that um, it is also a, a city on the rebound. It does uh, benefit from having between seven and eight Fortune 500 companies, of which Procter & Gamble is the best known. 
but there are others such as CE Aviation. So it has a diverse and thriving business environment that was primed at the time for strategic collaboration between companies, higher education, and other public entities. At that time, which is now about seven years ago, we needed to do a better job as a region of commercializing some of the research that was being done at the University of Cincinnati, but also the Academic Health Center, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. We had a consortium called Uptown Consortium that came together where we met on a regular basis to plan out the research and development park that we wanted to create. And I was the chair of that during that time. There wasn't a culture for knowing how to do it. And there wasn't at that time yet a established ecosystem for working with the business community. But the uh, CEOs of the large companies and the university presidents and the hospital presidents did get together and actually looked at the entire ecosystem and identified gaps. And we were committed to actually filling those gaps. I was very grateful that the governor of Ohio at the time, John Kasich, um, asked me to serve in, in a variety of capacities as an advisor to the Third Frontier Initiative, which really focused on scaling up startup companies that um, were born in Ohio, in, in the entire state, but also uh, benefiting companies that were being created in Cincinnati. And it was created to support the transition of ideas from the lab to the marketplace to scale them to a large number of, of employees. And I was on that advisory board and we helped shape public policy by choosing which companies, which research projects and schools in Ohio would receive state funding to benefit, benefit the economy. At the university, we transformed uh, the city's very first Sears department store that was dilapidated into a research accelerator and space for startup companies. We called it the 1819 building because that's mm -hmm. when the university was founded. And we launched many UC developed technologies there and it's really buzzing today. It's the nerve center of what is now called the Cincinnati Innovation District, which was our brainchild back then when we did the 44 acre land assembly. Not only that, it has research centers not only for the university, but also the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and Cincinnati Children's Hospital. So we were also able to attract anchor laboratories from NIOSH to move to that research and development park. So, you know, that the idea of build it and they will come, it actually did happen yeah. in Cincinnati. And it's just, uh, my last comment is it's, it's just an example of how people coming together across sectors and developing an intentional strategy involving university, private industry, public leaders working together uh, can really have an impact on regional economic development. Yeah, you're absolutely correct in that. And I know as I shared with you, I have a very, very warm heart, spot of my heart for Cincinnati. That's where I went to university. And I actually, you mentioned that store. I probably was one of the last customers in that store when I was a student in, in Cincinnati. So it's good to hear that it, it's put, been put into this new and very appropriate type of use. So you talked about Third Frontier and you've ta you talked about sort of, you know, we, we have this ongoing dialogue between the state of Michigan and the state of Ohio relative to competitiveness. 
but I know Third Frontier is a very successful initiative in regards to trying to provide capital to early stage companies. And you know, one of the concerns at Spark is that we do have that need for early stage investment capital here for the great startups coming out of the university in the Ann Arbor ecosystem, as well as Series A and, and beyond venture capital when the company is ready. The university is really making a positive impact in this space through efforts such as Innovation Partnerships Accelerate Blue Fund, which we have worked with through our Spark Capital Seed Capital Funds and Angel Funds. But we remain at a distinct advantage to the coast. What are your thoughts in that regard? And, and what lessons can we take from sort of the approach that you've seen in the other other communities that you've worked? Well, it's an incredibly important topic, and that's why a spark is, is is so important, and the Spark Capital Seed Fund and Angel Fund is so important. We are at a disadvantage because of the relative size of those pools of money. And we know that new startup companies being launched out of the university's research environment are some of the best in the world. This is one of the largest research universities in the world. And while the local venture community has made tremendous strides in the past decade, we continue to see that it takes uh, startups in Michigan longer to raise their first round of financing and uh, as compared to startups on the coast, and nearly two years longer from companies starting up on the coast, according to Pitchbook, as you know. So right now, more than 90% of the investment capital raised by University of Michigan startup companies is coming from out-of-state investors. Uh, I think this is a mismatch between the intellectual capital being created here in the state of Michigan and the venture capital that's available in our state. At the same time, inspired by the collaborative mindset of the Michigan venture community and the work that MEDC is doing to put more dollars to work in this ecosystem through their innovation and entrepreneurship team. As you mentioned, the university is also playing a role in helping to grow our entrepreneurial ecosystem by creating what we call the Accelerate Blue Fund, sort of an internal fund to invest in promising UM startup companies. But there's so much more to be done, and the University of Michigan is going to step up and probably enhance our investments in startup companies. I look forward to partnering with MEDC, Ann Arbor Spark, and entrepreneurial leaders and the governor to help develop these solutions to really elevate us to to the next level. That's fantastic to hear. Well, so as my last question is more on the personal note. So I've enjoyed watching how you've enthusiastically embraced your role as president and sharing with all of us through social media of the things you're encountering and the great things that are happening at the university in our community. As we close out our conversation today, what are some of your initial impressions of Ann Arbor and the region? And what, if anything, surprised you? Well, I absolutely love Ann Arbor. I love the university community. I love Detroit and Michigan. I'm incredibly happy to be here. I feel very honored to be the president of the University of Michigan. I think it's a very special place. I've only been here for four months, but Ann Arbor still feels like home, already feels like home. You know, I I love the restaurants here. I love Huron River. I love biking around. And everything is still kind of uh, like being a kid in a candy store for me right now. I'm still exploring. There's so many more things to do. 
Some of you may know I've played a cello and I've already been able to perform at Hill Auditorium a number of times. And I guess the biggest surprise has been just the energy and enthusiasm at the big house when there are football games here on Saturdays. And I've also been incredibly overwhelmed with the reception I've enjoyed here, the community, not only the university community, but folks in Detroit and Ann Arbor and Lansing have been incredibly welcoming to me and to my family. I feel very embraced and supported. I'm grateful for the support of the faculty, staff, students, and alumni and regents of the university. So, you know, the University of Michigan is a place where excellence is expected, and I'm going to do everything I can to serve not only the university, but also Ann Arbor and the state of Michigan. Well, that's fantastic. And I've really enjoyed my time to talk with you a little bit, and I'm really looking forward to being able to to work with you to advance all those goals, because this is a great place. I mean, one of the things that some of these rating of places, you could take them with a grain of salt, but what we learned in the most recent iteration was we're, we're top on all of so when you combine the lists, this is just a, a tremendous place to live. And I found that myself since I've been here the last decade moving from, from Silicon Valley. So again, welcome. Thank you for taking time to speak with me today, President Ono, and, and good luck. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I look forward to all that we're going to do together over the next few years. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to, to it as well. All the best. Okay. And I want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. For more information about Ann Arbor Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org and also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.